This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Most people don't get a chance to control their career. Most people are chasing that 10. Most people are chasing the arbitration or even the free agency. I was fortunate enough to get all that. I got 14. Let's go do something different. It didn't believe me. It was a very, very, very tough decision. And it was over a lot of scotch. Okay? A lot of it. My wife can tell you, it was over a lot of scotch. Hey everybody, what's cracking? What's going on? Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast, a.k.a. the original side hustle, where we are doing something a little bit different today for episode 281 because we are headed across the pond to Barcelona to talk to a former MLB All-Star and a gold glove center fielder. Yes, I'd call that a bit different. But then again, my guy Adam Jones is different, and I mean that in the best way possible. You all remember Adam as the most iconic Baltimore Oriole of the century thus far. He made five All-Star games. He won four gold gloves. He played 14 seasons in Major League Baseball, and to hear him tell it, he might have gotten more out of his two years in Japan as a member of the Oryx Buffaloes. Like I said, my man is different. And he's got some serious perspective on life, on ball, on his career, on his Oreos. So why don't we get right to the conversation? It's episode 281 with former MLB All-Star Adam Jones, and it's coming at you right now. My dude, Adam Jones. Adam, it is always amazing to chop it up with you. First things first, though. Where are you right now? Brother, it's always good to be on with you. And uh, we live in Barcelona. We moved out here as our second year out here and uh, showing the kids something different. We had two years in Japan and we were like, hey, let's live somewhere else. Show these kids the world. And uh, it's been great. Great experience traveling throughout Europe. And uh, it's just been, you know, a dream come true. Oh, my man, I've got so much respect for that. That is fascinating. That is absolutely amazing to me that you played some ball in Japan and wanted to expose your kids to some different culture and different things. Like, what about Barcelona? I've never been, Adam, so just dial me in really quickly. Does it live up to all the hype? I'm guessing so if you and the fam are there. 100%, and it's SoCal to me. I mean, being a SoCal guy, being around the Spanish culture, it fit perfectly, and, you know, we're building a house in San Diego, so it's like, hey— why not come out here, get our kids around Spanish culture? Southern California, which you reside, is, you is half Hispanic, just to be honest with ourselves. And for my kids to be bilingual, have another language, have another tool in their belt moving forward in life, hey, uh, I'm trying to expose them to every opportunity possible. And, you know, with Barcelona, it's easy because I speak the language. Didn't want to do Paris and or Rome because, you know, being in San Diego, we don't really, you know, speak those languages. So just expose them to something different. And they've taken a liking to it. They got friends from all over the United States and all over the world now. So 
I think my kids are well-rounded, and I like that. I think that's amazing. They are lucky to be your kids. All right, so you mentioned retirement. After you announced your retirement previously, you had a tremendous day recently where you signed a ceremonial one-day contract with the Orioles. You had your family there. You had some former teammates and some of your best friends in the sport, either there in person or on video to honor you. What was that day like, and then how much did it mean to share it with the fam? I mean, extremely humbling. I mean, you go in there, you play the game, uh, you, know, you put your head in the sand and you just do the work. And then you wake up and you be like, oh, you put your head up and be like, okay, well, whoa, this is what I accomplished. And uh, that's what I did. And, and you know, it's just uh, real humbling that my teammates appreciated the way I played. Uh, the city appreciated the way I, uh, uh, the city appreciated the way I played and how I impacted them in the community. And, you know, I wanted to show my boys that, uh, you know, I'm like they, they see me differently as a guy who wants to golf all the time rather than the guy, if you hit the ball to him, you've got a good chance of going to the dugout. They don't remember that. They don't remember that killer instinct guy that I was like that. So just wanted them to show, to, to see um, how I used to be, how I was respected here in the city of Baltimore. So that can be like, you know, something to look forward to and hopefully something they can aspire to. I don't care if they play sports, but just to show that, look, if you work hard in anything, you know, I want you to be, you know, the best that you can be at it. Adam, that's so great. That's so great that you just said, I want them to see me as somebody other than a guy who likes to hit a golf ball. You also said something really interesting <laughs> about the two of your boys. You said also, quote, the last thing they've really seen me be is a ramen-eating Japanese player, end of quote. Like, what was it like for them to see Pops at Camden Yards and getting all that love? They didn't really, they, they, they don't remember it. Right. Uh, my oldest, he tried to, um, but they don't remember it. Again, they remember me being in Japan. They remember me being slow, but I can't beat out a ground ball. I can't do this. And then, you know what? We're going out to eat. You know, they they remember the me at home more than rather than me on the field more. And that, you know, if you know me and know my style of play, I was on the field a lot more. So it's just a, what they got to see. And that's just that's for a lot of people who are a lot of professional athletes. My father-in-law played football and his kids, my, my wife. Uh, and brothers and brother-in-laws, they didn't get to see him play in the 70s. So, you know, I, I just want them to get a little bit of a feel of what, uh, you know, how their life has been shaped due to, you know, the sacrifice and, you know, blood, sweat and tears and giving up my body for uh, for a sport of baseball. And for them, and for them, like, preach. I, so, I see you working, Adam. Like, one of my boys said to me once, not that long ago, yo, Pop, you used to be a pretty big deal once. I'm like, you can get that shit out of here, son. You know, but, but yeah, I had to respect it, you know, because in part it's true, in part it's funny, but I know exactly what you're talking about. So what's even more interesting, Adam, to me is you were not born in Baltimore. You were not even drafted by mm -hmm. Baltimore. So why was it so important to you to retire as an Oriole? I mean, besides my first and my last, I did everything there. Uh, All-Star games, um, gold gloves, accolades. Uh, community things, but the Seattle Mariners groomed me in first off how to play the game of baseball and how to be uh, in the community, how to be involved. When I first was with the Mariners, they went on the caravan in 2006, and it was, first, it was me and Mike Morris, first time I ever seen snow, and we are just having a good time, but I've seen how the impact that they can have in the community. Obviously, between the lines takes care of itself, so when I got to Baltimore, you know, I was like, look, the community is a big, big impact. Uh, it's it's African-American city. 
the Boys and Girls Clubs is a group I grew up in. I see kids that look just like me that just need an opportunity that just like I got. Cliff Levinson gave us that opportunity years ago, coming back doing camps, showing us that obviously he plays with the play with the Bulls, winning championships. We we have kids like cool, you know, it's little badass kids. Like, cool, Cliff, where Mike at? Where's Scotty Pippen at? We don't want to see you. Where are the other guys at? But as <laughs> you got older, you realize that that guy right there worked his ass off to get to where he's at. So you got to respect that. And, you know, I'm just trying to give these kids an opportunity to show face. And, uh, you know, with Baltimore, that's it was I was there for so long. I uh, met my wife there, had our kids there. And, you know, by playing the bulk of my career there and putting up so many good numbers – in that city, it just became beloved because they appreciated that I went out there every single day and just played hard. They don't care. I played hard every day, and that's all they appreciated. No, you bet, man. There's a certain way to do it. You always did it the right way. We are back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on all the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings is not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is so much more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app right now. Sign up with the code ROME, R-O-M-E. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code ROME, R-O-M-E. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877 877- 8 hope ny or text hope ny 467369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort ks licensee partner gold nugget lake charles la 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario see sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply Now, here's the thing. I'm not in any way trying to bring either one of us down, but what's really curious to me, Adam, about this is it might not have necessarily ended this way. Like, I'm so glad that it ended the way it's ended because business is business, and business kind of got in the way of things, right? Remember, there was a time when you used your 10-5 and rights to veto a trade to Philadelphia at the deadline of the Mm -hmm. 2018 season, and then you signed with the Diamondbacks when your contract expired. Let me ask you this. I mean, you were widely considered, are widely considered, Baltimore's best and most popular player of the century. Did you ever want to leave? Did you ever want to play for any other team other than Baltimore? I mean, once you once you play at a certain place for a long time, you'd be like, okay, you think that you're going to be, you know, the player that stays there and just rides his career out. I thought I was going to be like that after I seen Marcakis play seven years there. They let him go. And then I'm there uh, after about nine. I'm like, hey, you, know, you guys didn't want to entertain an extension? Crickets. Um, and then the contract expired. I mean, but before then, you know, with the no trade, I said no publicly, but behind the scenes, I was trying to work that out with Victorino. The opportunity for what was going on didn't uh, didn't fit what I was going to, going into free agency, moving positions and stuff like that, the timing. Um but again, it's business, you know, that you've seen, you've been around a very long time. 
that not every you're not going to like all your employers. Not everything is going to go the way you want it to go. But at the end of the day, hey, that that's how the business, how the cookie crumbles sometimes. I was the casualty of that situation. I'm not the first. I'm not the last. I mean, Freddie Freeman, that, he won the World Series. And they had somebody already traded for him, sleeping in his bed before he got back. So, uh, you know, like it, it's it's business is part of the game. You move on. They were in a rebuild. Why would you bring back a 33-year-old guy when, you know, you have a whole plethora of 23-year-olds? So I understood it. Um, it, it. I just took it took it on the chin and went to Arizona and then, you know, ultimately made the, the bold, but I think one of the smartest decisions ever was to go to Japan for two years and finish out my career there and get a great experience and not have to deal with the BS of anything anymore. You know, most people don't get a chance to um, get a control of their career. Most people are chasing that 10. Most people are chasing the, the arbitration or even the free agency. I was fortunate enough to get all that. I got 14. Let's go out. Let's go do something different. It didn't believe me. It was a very, very, very tough decision. And it was over a lot of scotch. Okay. A lot of it. And my wife can tell you it was over a lot of scotch. But uh, it was ultimately the best decision because it's like, hey, take control of your own career. Most people can't do it. I'd be sitting on the couch with a uh, with a minor league deal or something like that, trying to trying to beat out a twenty five year old kid, whooping my ass left and right on the field. Let me go experience something with my boys, my family, my wife, and we had the we had the best cultural experience in Japan. It was reverse where I had the interpreter, I felt out of place, and I had the best time of my life. My dude, fuck yes. Like, I, I'm pumped up hearing this. This is so different and so unique. Adam, this whole thing about, hey, but it was a tough decision, and I made that decision over a lot of scotch. Take me through that. Oh, have, yeah. you made, have you made <laughs> your best decisions or your worst decisions over scotch, and why scotch? Like, Could you not make that decision over vodka or gin or tequila? <laughs> Did it have to be scotch? <laughs> I like a good Balvini. Uh, but no, my agent, uh, Nez Bolello, we were going back and forth about Japan, and you know, I just come off a of one year three with Arizona and I'm like, man, I, you know, maybe I can get another one year something somewhere. Just bought a house in Arizona close to my mom. And he's like, you know, I'm getting fillers from other GMs that, you know, you're older, you, you know, you got there's not much tread left on the tire. You know, if, if you have other opportunities, go go do something. A couple of years before we hinted that, you know, hey, man, we can go play out in Japan. That'd be cool to go play out in Japan. That was a hint. They're just playing around. But I guess it came into to flourishion. And um, they came back with a two-year offer. And, you know, me, I'm, me, I was bullish. We were on a vacation in Mexico, and I was bullish. I was like, man, I, I really want to stay in MLB. It was my identity. And my wife was sitting there was like, you, you damn it, you, you suck it up. You're going to Japan. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, just it is it is what it is. Because would I be, I'd be the 35-year-old guy waiting till March to sign like I did the previous year, or I can just go out to Japan for a couple of years and have a fantastic cultural experience, life experience, play great baseball and make good money at the same time, but, but have a fantastic experience. You know, what more could I have done in major league baseball? Uh, I don't think a championship team was going after me. I don't think the Braves or uh, the Dodgers or certain teams were going to were you know, were acquiring my services. So it was the best move instead of just falling to a team that I didn't want to play for just for a check. I got to go experience something incredible and still got paid. 
and we'll always have that. And sometimes you got to be uncomfortable. In fact, you always have to be uncomfortable to grow. I'm going to ask you about Japan in one minute, but one last thought about the scotch. All right. So was it a single mm-hmm. malt or was it a blend <laughs> that you made this decision on? So it's Balvini, uh, Balvini 21, single malt. Keep it. Yeah. Just, I had to go with the, I had to go with the big bottle, uh, the, the, the high end bottle with this decision. And it was a great, and I'm glad I did it, man. It, I'm, I'm glad I, uh, exhausted my 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 tears with it, and just like my fears, also, you know what I mean. Leaving, you know, how hard it is yeah, for, for my sure. identity. Yeah. For, for fourteen years, like this is who I am. You, you say Adam Jones Orioles, that's me synonymous. Now you say Adam Jones Oryx Buffaloes. Now you mean I have a game? No one uh, over four in Japan. Nobody tweeting at me. Damn Jones, you suck. What a bad game. It was awesome. It was a great escape. It was a great way to to groom myself into retirement to just disappear in the physical part of baseball now you see me with a lanyard it's a whole different role a whole different role and i love i love that so it was just a it was just a great experience and some guys are scared to do it because you know that identity of major league baseball trust me i know it but get a good bottle of scotch and and just cry it out and go (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing right Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever, HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep, all these tremendous ideas and great meals. Find out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Make sure to use the code 50Rome and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. I mean, so many guys, this is, I've talked to so many pro athletes, and when it's over, it hits so hard, and they don't know that it's coming, and it hits hard for so many different reasons, right? Identity is huge. We can go back to that. But what about Mm -hmm. the sense, like, Adam, like, there's a structure and a familiarity and a process and a routine. Like, if you're an MLBer, you show up at the stadium at a certain time, you take BP at a certain time, you schedule your workouts at a certain time, and it's always Mm -hmm. like that, and then all of a sudden, you You've got all the time in the world, not a lot of direction, and your identity gets ripped. Have you seen that happen to a lot of guys, I would imagine? And then what's that like? I have. But I think in the last, i say the last decade or something or so, you know, with, with the expansion of of, of television, of, of, of broadcast, you know, the different branches of different broadcasts or organizations, you, you are getting the former players back involved with the organizations on the TV side of it, not just, you know, not just the assistant role. You're getting them on the TV side, which the TV side is a lot harder than being just the assistant, you know, being the pretty face. So um, that I think that has helped tremendously. 
Uh, but it, it is hard. It's tough, and especially when you have egos. We all got egos. And then you see the transformation of games. And, you know, when I was young, it was, you know, ball back in my day. Then I got a little bit older. I, you know, you start saying, "Well, damn, you know, you know, well, how we first when I first came up, we didn't." And now it's now I'm saying, "Well, you know, back in my day, we." It's just the evolution of it, and that's the coolest part of it. And I think I'm 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 a big fan of that because my era was my era. This era, the next era is the next era. You know, some people are like, "Oh man, this guy could do this and this." Well, he had the technology that he had in that era. He it's his fault that he was born there. Blame his parents. Um. But it's like I love the evolution of of everything. You know, what I mean, I love how things just evolve because, you know, ten years ago you didn't have all these networks. Now you have so many more opportunities for everybody to get back in journalism, not just oh talk baseball, but no, actually sit down and do journalism. Because with my Adam Jones podcast, I now I'm, I, I take notes, I do research, I doodle. I mean, I'm doing so many things like I'm on the plane and just like when things come into my head, it's like I'm in a different realm now than opposed to a baseball player where I'm just physical. I just need to. OK, let me think of the physical. Now I'm thinking of the journalistic side. And that's why I give so much respect to the other side, because it's hard as hell covering athletes, egos. You don't know how they don't feel. I've done that post game before. And and it's like, you know, on the other side, I know how the athlete feels, but it's weird how you, how you sit it with the with the media. And they're like, how's he going to feel today? Is he gonna lash out at somebody? What's gonna what's gonna what's gonna happen? And you know, it's it's cool to see the other side and learn the other side. And I think the opportunities now over the last few decades has helped out the athletes transition. But it is hard because you're known as one thing, you're known by your family and friends as one thing, and when that goes away, um, you know, your kids always gonna see you as dad. So that's that's how you transition. No, I like that. You, you. First of all, you're embracing evolution. You're embracing change. You're embracing that. That was an amazing part of my life, but that was then, and this is now, and just because that ended doesn't mean my life ends. In fact, there's a bunch of incredible shit in front of me if I'm really focused and I'm really locked in, and you're doing all these different things now. Like, for instance, you joined Major League Baseball last August as a VP of on-field operations. Like, what does that gig entail, and how has that helped you stay connected to the game you love? Well, first off, I want to thank the commissioner's office, Manfred and Dale ha- uh, Dan Halem, um, Mike Hill, they've given me the opportunity to to just be back in between the lines of the game. You know, uh, I was there during the postseason with uh, with Mike Hill and Dan Otero, with uh, the umpires going over the ground rules, how how it works when it's the um, when it's the playoffs, as opposed to the thirty four whatever cameras that the normal season has. And then just the playoffs, all the focus, what they're doing, going over the field, and it's like it feels it felt it felt nostalgia walking the walking the uh, the 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 warning track with these guys with the umpires before the game. It felt like I was doing an interview or something like that because you know I'm in plain clothes walking it 30 minutes before before the game starts, and it's just a different side of the game. And you know, obviously, I have so much respect for the umpires and how they do their game and how they operate. So seeing the game from their side, seeing how they think, seeing, you know, they got egos, they got, um, you know, they got names also, and just seeing how they operate. And it's a beautiful thing how, you know, you know the players' egos, I know the players' side, but seeing how it, the umpires uh, handle us and handle the, the, the day-to-day operation of Major League Baseball and a Major League game, especially high-stakes high playoffs, because I was there doing the, the Phillies and, and uh, Padres series. 
it was it was unbelievable how they managed the crowds, how they managed the egos, how they managed the emotions. Some both sides, like to get to see that with understanding how the rules and all that work. It's it, it's pretty it's pretty special how a, 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 a major league baseball game is operated when you see it from behind the scenes, opposed to I'm watching my favorite player, my team sucks, I'm just watching result. But when you watch how it's actually done, it is a pretty pretty well ran machine. And by the way, that's from somebody who played the game at a high level for a long time. Hey now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried out, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness. Teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You just mentioned the high-stakes playoffs, Adam. For instance, when you think back to the playoff runs of 2012, 2014, 2016 with Baltimore, what do you remember most about those times? Like, is there a single moment or a single play that resonates with you most of all? It was just the fact that we matured. Um, 2011, uh, like when Buck came in 2010, we didn't really – we still had a really novice team. Uh, just, you know, just a, a band of misfits, really. And then 11, we was able to get Vladdy Guerrero and Derek Lee, obviously at the very tail end of their career. They weren't going to put us over uh, any threshold, but they taught us, uh, they taught me, I know D. Lee was my locker mate, just how to be the veteran. Uh, he taught me, how to, he told me, he's like, hey, man, go spend some money. Go buy yourself a nice watch, kid. All right, you earned it. Go spend yourself a nice watch. Go get yourself a nice piece. Um he taught me how to be a professional. He taught me how to be a, even more of a leader, uh, a little bit more vocally. It's easier at that time to be uh, uh, a leader physically because I still had Marquecas in front of me. I still had B-Rob in front of me. So he told me how to do it a little bit more with my chest. And um, after that point, it was just something clicked where we just got a little bit older. I became 25, 26. Marquecas is 28, 29. Uh, our core is just at a at a ripe age of where we've all had enough experience at this level to where, okay, we know we can play with these guys. Now let's cohesively do it. We're not individuals no more. We're a team now. And we start putting stuff together. And for a five-year span, we played, we had the most wins in American League. Obviously, we didn't win a, a World Series or get over that hill. But during the regular season, we put ourselves in, you know, in the best position to get to the playoffs. Again, that's really, really hard to win in the playoffs. But uh, we put ourselves in a situation to get there a few times and um it was a blessing to go to battle with those guys because every single day those guys came to the ballpark for one reason that was to kick somebody's ass and you know i, I respect that that's that's the only thing we're here for we're here to kick somebody's ass we can shake hands and have beers later or us good scotch we can have all that later but right now 
Let's go. Man, that that must have been the best thing. And bonds like that, I have to think, will last a lifetime. You know, Adam, a couple of things before you go. And, dude, it's so good to get caught up with you. I appreciate you making time for the long form like this. You, you, mentioned, too, you mentioned what it was like to have Cliff Livingston come back to San Diego, which is cool because he gave back and it was such a good dude. You grew up in San Diego, so when we're talking baseball in San Diego, of course, we have to talk about Tony Gwynn. Like so many kids growing up in that area at that time, T. Gwynn was your guy when you were young. When he passed away in yep. June of 2014, you wrote his initials and his number on the cap that you wore at the All-Star game. So what did it represent to you to have a relationship with Tony? And what do you think of first when you think of Tony Gwynn? Well, my first thing of Tony Gwynn is, who is this man in, in the Southeast San Diego pulling up in a white Porsche coming down to see our game? Like, we were in the middle of a game. The whole game stopped. Umpire stopped, and we all seen this white Porsche pull out. He stood out there, got out, and sat on the top of the hood. And everybody was like, oh, is that Tony Gwynn? Like, you know we're in the middle of a high school game right now, right? Uh, that's the first impression. Like, the first time we see everybody seen him. Um, but, no, my bond with Tony was was just unbelievable. Um, I was fortunate enough to join a large group of guys with his son, Prince Fielder, Quentin Berry, uh, Bill Hall, Ricky Weeks, and the list goes on and on of guys who were able to, in the offseason, hit with Tony Gwynn. I mean, you're getting the opportunity to hit with one of the best hitters of all time and be in San Diego. I was home, so it was easy. Um, but, you know, he, he just taught me the game. He, you know, I remember when I signed my extension, he said, okay, now show them what you can really do. I was like, what you talking about? He's like, yeah, they already paid you. He's like, they paid you? Right, he's like, yeah, now really go show them what you can do. I was like, okay. I'm like, explain it. He's like, they gave you the money. You don't, like, you can go fold yourself or you can go be even better and show them that, okay, let's give this dude some more money. And I was like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. I got I got your perspective. And, you know, he was a straight shooter. He, there was no sugarcoating, every, nothing with him. Uh, I remember he got real mad every time you hit a home run poolside in, at uh, at San Diego State. So I would just try to stay. Obviously, he loved the line drive to right center field of a right-handed bat and the left-handed bat, obviously, the left center field. So one day, the very first swing, whack, I just launched it. And I knew, I knew what I was doing. It screamed to get your mother ass out this game. Boy, what the hell he was wrong, man. I told you. Whole day I couldn't hit. I was hot. <laughs> like he didn't play. He was stirring. He was in in the net. I never hit I never hit another pool home run in San Diego State. Everything if it was a home run, it was dead center to right center or line drives. And if I hit one on an accident, like there was never an intent. If I accidentally hit one, I'm like, hey, that was a line drive. You can't get mad at me on that. He was like, okay. But I know, you, you know, I was trying to sneak some here and there just to mess with him. But uh, the dude was just, he was a Hall of Fame human being. And uh, uh, he he shared his life with so many different people, charity events at his house. Um, he did so many things for the people of San Diego. Uh, the, the smallest person to the, to the largest CEO. He was. He felt like a friend to everybody, and he felt like a friend ever to ever, all the people that worked on, worked for him, and worked with him. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kids' relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with 
with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. Such great stories. Such great anecdotes. All right, so leave me with this thought. You've got the O's heading back to the postseason for the first time since 2016. Mm-hmm. The team that you played for, and they're one of the best stories in the game this year. After all of the rebuilding, what do you like most about this group, and do you think they're built to make a deep run this year? Well, what I like about them is the fact that they have just not cared about what storyline has been presented uh, you know, start the season. Can they repeat what they did last year? You know, they had a real strong finish of the year. Fell a few games short of the wild card. Okay, can they repeat that? And, you know, well, damn. <laughs> They're approaching 100 wins. They've exceeded all expectations. Um, what I've seen is that they just play the game hard. They play it the right way, but they play it athletically. They steal bases. They beat out double plays. They go first to third. They do all the dirty work of baseball that people, that fans really, really love. They do all that. Like fans love first to third, scoring on singles, all getting dirty. Fans love that. And if you watch Orioles game, uh, they all dirty. And some dirty dudes on that team. And it, it just shows the athleticism and how fun they're the, and the risks that they take when they're on the base path. And um, I think they can sustain it because Elias has done a really good job of, of drafting and producing. And I think his how, how he evaluates and how he drafts. I think that um, that equation and formula will stay in the or- Orioles organization. Um, but I, I see Elias being one of the GMs with, like that can be a, a 15, 10, 15 year guy. You know, you see a lot of guys get the four year, five year with stints and then move on to something else. I think, you know, this is Eli- Elias's fifth year here, fifth year in Baltimore. I think he's one guy that can just is, is a cornerstone to be there for a long time because. It seems like his formula works, in this, and and he knows how to manage uh, a budget, as you have to do in Baltimore. Um, so I think that he is is the right fit there for long term because he knows how to how to, and he's done a fantastic job up to this point. So Adam, leave me with this thought. Quick follow, and you'll appreciate this as a journalist now. But is that something that would interest <laughs> you once you get back to San Diego and you're back home? Would you want to be a part of a front office or run a front office? Ooh, um, to run it, that'd be tough. I think I would, I, I want to, obviously I want to get groomed into it. I want to learn it. Um, you know, there's, I'd be a fool not to, not to want to learn the other side of the table. Um, the front office side is the decision-making between the lines. I did my part. I can't do that no more. Um, I, I should, I want to learn. I want to learn that, that side. I would love to, to be groomed un, under somebody that, uh, that can help me. You know, you see a lot of athletes, you know, become, uh, you know, small employees, small level employees, and then work their way up the ladder. And that'd be fantastic. I think I have a lot of input and a lot of good information for the sport, for the game, for Baltimore in particular. Obviously, that's my the hub of, of my and the bulk of my knowledge of baseball. But I just think I can help out any organization with my passion for the game, my uh, selflessness in terms of how I just want to grow the game organically. I don't care who you are, what you look like. If you want to play, let's go. And, you know, I, I think with my positive energy and my, my want to be around there, you know, I don't want the check. I want the result. Um, so I think with that, uh, it's more genuine rather than uh, chasing a check is more of, 
helping out and helping out somebody else who might need uh might need uh, another opinion another option another some some other words from somebody that they never heard it from dude you are about the right stuff always have been and never more so than right now in fact i would say adam you and i we've had so many great conversations over the years but i don't think you've ever sounded better than you do today so i appreciate you congrats on an amazing career and i know your next career is going to be every bit as fruitful man because you're open to all these things and you're hungry and you're eager and you're curious i'm really eager to see what the next chapter of your life looks like but it is great to get caught up my man i appreciate you very much and great to go long for him adam thanks so much for that I appreciate it, brother. Always, my man, always. I warned you that this dude was going to be a tremendous catch-up. My thanks to Adam for not only making time, but for making the time from Barcelona. That is a perspective on both ball and life that you're just not going to get anywhere else, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for Adam Jones. Now, if you're interested in more conversations like that one, premium, free, long form that you cannot get and will not hear anywhere else, then you're in the right spot because we have an entire vault of conversations already recorded and waiting for you to spin. If you're all caught up, well done. Thanks so much for that. And great news. We've got another episode dropping next week. So take a second if you have it and subscribe. Do me that solid. And if you will, I will catch you next week for episode 282 of the Jim Rome podcast. Thanks again. See you then.